Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel with another episode of our Ecom show and I'm here with, here with uh, Kirill from uh, Bulgaria and uh, Rush app today um, and it will be a really interesting conversation. Uh, it's still, uh, Rush is still a relatively new software but uh, they are growing really fast. I think first we talked almost a year ago and uh, I know you know um, Mihail from SMS Bam, so we have some yep. common friends as well. Um, yeah, hey Kirill, it's good to have you here. How are you? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Doing well. It's like 7 p.m. on my end in beautiful sunny Sofia, Bulgaria. I'm excited about the call. I'm excited about to speak uh, about Rush and e-commerce in general. So we don't need to log the conversation, speak about the software. You can start, you know, uh, a little bit broader and we can go naturally into the software. But thanks for yeah. having me, by the way. Yeah, uh, great. So let's start with your story um, before we jump into the technical thing. So uh, tell us more about your past. And I know you have a dropshipping background, so you had your own uh, e-commerce store, but when did you start with digital marketing at all and e-commerce? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, true be told, I've been a track and field athlete for a good, uh, a good amount of my life. And in 2008, I needed to find an income stream to support uh, these endeavors into the sports. And this naturally uh, took me to look up some alternatives and uh, explore the opportunities of eBay. Then uh, I've looked into Amazon a couple of years later because it was trending quite a lot with an amazing selling machine. Back in the days, I probably probably some people are familiar with this uh, with the course. And a lot of entrepreneurs started with on Amazon and naturally progressed to Shopify nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah. Long story short, it led me to uh, being in a partnership with a US partner of mine between 2014 and 2019 and in 2016 print on demand was picking up some good traction people were selling all kind of designs on facebook ads facebook ads was not so popular even though it was pretty cheap and um i i've, I've seen that as an opportunity but i didn't really went the print on demand path but we, we got lucky with some uh, initial items that we started testing using Facebook ads and uh, let alone it took me like three, four years uh, in that uh, dropshipping from China journey. So I'm pretty much familiar with the pain points and I'm pretty much familiar with the stress that that business can put on your arms, regardless of the fact that you can definitely make some good profits out of it. But I think that the most untold story is the fact that uh, by every single month, year whatsoever, people are going to have a hard time returning their customers because they're not treating them as they uh, definitely deserve to be treated with the good experience, user experience, with the good good, good communication on the post-purchase uh, journey. And yeah. uh, this uh, naturally led me to the opportunity to 
start uh, our own co software company. I don't have any technical experience. I'm not a developer by any means, but uh, my current co-founder and partner, he's a pretty talented technical lead. And it didn't really took us a whole lot of time to put the draft on and to come up with the idea on how we can provide a solution that is going to completely bridge the gap from order to unboxing. And this is exactly what Rust stands for nowadays. We are not the typical shipping software. We want to help businesses grow and retain their customers as long as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. And actually, you are not the first uh, software company founder who helps e-commerce businesses and who had an e-commerce business himself before. Uh, I already talked to a few guys similar to this journey. So <clears throat> when, and actually, if you think about the uh, founder of Shopify, Tobias uh, Latke or, or Lütke yeah. in German, uh, he also had a snowboarding store, I think. And he just realized back in like, back in, 2004 i think that uh, all the e-com platform e platforms were really bad and he just started shopify so there are many I, stories like that yeah i think it's a sexy story going from a snowboarding shopify store actually a store in the beginning and right now turning shopify is the main competitor to amazon i mean like mm. it really amazes me how big the opportunity nowadays is in the digital marketing ecosystem and space and i think that uh, what people are not really speaking about but i think it's an important factor is that nowadays even though before after the covid 19 it's a completely distributed business like you can sit right now in your living room and you can have a conversation yeah. with me but at the same time you're probably dealing with 20 30 people right now inside of your team back in the days you need to hire an office uh, it's like a whole um it's a different story, but right now you just need to go on Zoom or like on Restream on StreamYard as we're doing it right now and just speak about opportunities in business and you can just see your bank account grows up over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had our weekly team call with 25 people and uh, yeah, I, now I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I think amazing. that's amazing. Yeah, yep. We can do it today. Um, yeah. And you were probably like a one... Uh, like a one uh, a one-man show in the beginning, right? Like yeah. you with the with the idea, just connecting somebody on the web, and just connecting the dots. Yeah, you can go to freelancer platforms or LinkedIn or different platforms. Um, at the really beginning, you can find talented people there. So Correct. the uh, entry barrier went low, and I think that's a great thing. Correct. Um, I and I think somebody said this, that uh, the the best software companies, they help people to uh, lower this entry barrier. If you think about ClickFunnels, Stripe, Shopify, all of these tools, they made our uh, lives easier, basically. Correct. Uh, it's like yeah. fixing somebody else's problems on a huge scale. And... Um, I think that right now the market is pretty damn big at the moment. So if you have an idea or a pain point that you're aware of, just think about collaborating with somebody. Start from scratch. It might be too small in the beginning, but you mm -hmm. don't know exactly where you can go to in, year, uh, let's say, a year or two years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, uh, so 
with this company, have you already calculated your uh, target market size? Uh, uh, I, th or... I think yes, because we have uh, what is known as a pitch deck and we've been in communication with some angel investors that mm -hmm. joined us on that journey. And uh, like it's a natural process at some point for the company yeah. if you want to compete with the biggest dogs in town to raise some capital because you need some fuel in the engine to support uh, you know, new hires, the speed of the process, and just making sure that you can continue on providing, you know, the best service out there to your customers because customers are number one priority. And uh, even before we started putting up, you know, pen to paper or invested any money into the software called Rush, we sat down and we had more than 30 plus interviews with people and e-com merchants from all sizes, whether it's going to mm -hmm. be SMVs, home and pop shops, mom and pop shops, I'm sorry, and dropshippers or big brands, doesn't really matter. We listened to all of them and we thought about how we can provide a two-side of features that is easy applicable, easy to install, and it's going to provide a beautiful interface so that even you know people who are not so technical savvy can click a couple of buttons and set the, the, set the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So you mentioned pain points for e-commerce business owners, and you also solve a problem. Let's talk about Rush more specifically. So what's the problem that Rush can solve for these businesses? Yeah, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, it's probably going to take me a couple of minutes to explain it better, but... Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit broader here, and I'm going to make a difference. And uh, I've, I've listened to a story of a good... Uh, mentor of mine right now it's called adam lucerne and i don't need to make any promotions on somebody else's services but i'm a huge sorry what's the name what was it's the name adam lucerne and uh, he's running okay. right now the pdocs agency mm -hmm. but the whole idea behind even you know why we actually started rushing in the beginning was to look up to these knowledge gaps not to the closing gaps what people are making as a mistake nowadays is to find some answers and reinvent the wheel where the wheel is already being reinvented. You just mm -hmm. need to know the knowledge gaps, like the main pain points and how you can address them better. So I'm actually a victim myself because I, you know, before started Rush, I was running a Dropify, I'm sorry, a, a dropshipping store, branded one. Uh, actually, it was a, in the docs niche. And I think I've scaled one specific product from zero to almost half a million in sales in a matter of 45 days because it just, you know, exploded so quickly. But I faced the challenges of having super angry customers because I couldn't have the opportunity to notify them on the proper time for the proper event. I was facing so many challenges with payment gateways, chargebacks, disputes, cases, like putting money on hold, 25% of your revenue put on hold on PayPal or been on hold for 90 days. So it's a huge pain in the ass because you yeah. need money and you need cash flow in order to sustain the growth and the scalability of the ads that you're running on the front end. But at the same time, you have no asset that can provide you with the opportunity to retain these customers and to get the maximum lifetime customer value. So this naturally went into sitting down on the white sheet of paper and thinking about how we can communicate better in what sense with our customers. And uh, one thing that uh, nobody's like paying attention to, but it's a pretty uh, badass experience to 
have uh, integrations with Chinese carriers or to have integrations with, you know, the popular ones like USPS, DHL, you name it. Like across the globe, there are more than a thousand right now shipping carriers that merchants worldwide are using every single day. And you, you need to have API connection in order to support these notifications on scale. So we sat down and think about the core idea, how we can take the best out of the information from the shipping carriers and contribute to the whole journey from order to unboxing, meaning that somebody's going to place an order with your store, send the notification out, let them know that you are taking care of the fulfillment right now, but they're going to be calm and they're going to, you're going to meet the expectations by notifying the people. And these people are definitely going to look up for more emails or SMS notifications or push notifications going into their phones. And you can just continue on listening to the shipping carriers. And uh, one of the most and the most untapped right now notifications are, for example, when an order has been shipped or an order is in transit or an order it's out for delivery or an order has been delivered. But guess what? There are so many use cases nowadays from that miscommunication factor. What I mean by that is that you can throw a message and say, your order has been delivered, but it might be delivered at the parcel locker, at the throne door, mm -hmm. left at the neighbors. It's technically not delivered. So you're definitely lowering the, the, the beautiful user expectation and the customer satisfaction by the fact that you cannot communicate better throughout mm -hmm. the whole path of, of that journey. And if you know how to do it and apply a simple tool with a one, two, three uh, step installation process, you can technically get the beautiful 50 plus percent open rates on these shipping email notifications. And on the low end, we're seeing between 15 and 50% click-through rate. And uh, naturally, over time, we are getting some good feedback from our customers. We are making these beautiful case studies. But one thing, and technically speaking about email communication, whether you're going to be using Clavio or Omnisend, when you have shipping notifications via email, that are going to provide you with these uh, 80 plus percent bonkers open rates. This is naturally going to provide better authority and credibility to the domain itself in the eyes of Gmail, Hotmails, and all these email service providers, which is going to whitelist any future campaigns that you have in the works or you're probably working right now for the upcoming Black Friday, Cyber Monday season. So once the time is going to hit and you're going to just send them out to your audience, you are likely going to see not 20% open rate, but maybe 30, 40% open rate, which is probably going to 2x the amount of revenue that these campaigns are going to generate for your business. And nobody's speaking about it. People are trying to play with the titles, play a little bit more tricky, but it's all about the do domain authority. And that's why even with services like Clavio, you either need to have a private IP address completely connected to your domain name and your store, mm -hmm. or you need to uh, look for alternatives or for other ways to communicate better and to push your customers to open your notifications and emails, which is going to naturally make you more money day in, day out. And by far, what we're seeing right now is for every single email that we're going to send out from Clavio, every single recipient is going to carry on at least one dollar up to four dollars uh, in certain cases. So you're going to send a thousand emails and you're going to just make a thousand dollars bottom line revenue attributed back to your store. So not only are you going to make your customers happy, you're going to give them a reason to come back all the time, uh, like 
two, three, four, five times throughout the whole life cycle, you're going to make money and you're going to make the, uh, the Gmails, the Yahoo's and all these email pro providers happy at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, and thanks for sharing all of these. Uh, I'm wondering if this, uh, app and the emails connected to this, if they clash with, uh, let's say Zipify one click upsell or reconvert or any other upsell apps, post-purchase upsell apps, or, uh, Uh, when you say to... like clash, are we are you speaking about it? Are we integrated with them right now, or what's the use case here? Yeah, yeah. so let's say I have a store. So before this, <clears throat> before this recording, I just had a call with a <clears throat> with the team, and we just went through a uh, reconvert upsell funnel. Yes. And let's say this is um, this was a certain client. Uh, they sell uh, vaping products in Canada, <clears throat> and they have reconvert for their. Uh, Upsells uh, funnel, uh, post purchase and yeah, one uh, click, right. Sorry, one click functionality like one click payments, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, I'm just wondering how we can put into this system uh, rush, uh, and if there are any clashes or things what we should think about how to do it in a smart way. Uh, we haven't spoken with the guys behind uh, one-click upsells from Zipify or the guys behind Reconvert, mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be a super easy integration. Uh, and we can technically tap into their ev events. For example, if somebody has bought a product A but haven't pro bought product B, you can send a notification out. It's easy as that. But uh, what we're trying to penetrate and uh, fix as an issue is the miscommunication that is happening across The processing time that is taking quite a lot in different use cases with different customers, mm -hmm. the issues that are going to be coming up in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday season in Q4 in regards to, let's say that you're shipping out with US, US, USPS or DHL regardless, or if, for example, you're an express from China. On average, you, you can expect, I don't know, five, four days transit time or 10, 12 days transit time. But guess what? In Q4, at least 20 to 30% of all shipments are going to get delayed. So meaning that mm -hmm. the transit time is going to extend by five days, maybe 10 days, sometimes even by two weeks. Nobody has any clue how to notify the customers in an, in a, for ex, in an event of an issue. Like it's taking 10 days in transit time or 14 days regardless. Send the notification out. And this can be used, by the way, in a combination with softwares like Zipify or Reconvert, just because you're opening another touch point with the customer and you can always drive them back to your website and sell them more products on the fly. So right now we don't really have integration, but you can definitely have a good use case between applying Rush and a mm -hmm. one-click functionality from Zipify or Reconvert into your system and get the best uh, out of these two worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this could be, in, you know, this whole system integrated in the right way. And uh, actually, we are planning to do it in the future. And uh, basically, it's one more way to set expectations correctly with customers and also to make more money for Correct. the business. So, so yeah. Uh, I'm going to share a quick KPI that hmm? we are currently paying attention to. And it's the fact that if you decide to install Rush and try it out, we're going to create a custom, not we, but the software is going to create your own custom branded tracking page. 
And you're going to be amazed from the fact that a single buyer is going to go back to that page at least between three and four times before the parcel is going to get delivered. Mm-hmm. And the page is going to provide you with the order status, but you might apply some banners, some call to action buttons. You might put up some social proof from review apps and anything that you can possibly think of. But at the end of the day, you can also apply some upsell cross-sell functionality that we provide from the software, which is going to showcase some more complementary products. So you've, pro- you've bought product A. By the way, feel, out, uh, feel, feel, feel free to look up these complementary products and uh, a beautiful KPI that I can share as uh, some data right now is the click-through rate from people looking up the order status and mm-hmm. going and buying more products. It's between 20 and 30%. <clears throat> people are going to click through and go and add to cart, check out, and spend more money with the stores. So 20, 30 people, they uh, click? Tw- yes. And they 20, go- 30%. For mm-hmm. example... Out of 100 people who are going to land up on the tracking mm-hmm. page, 20 to 30% are going to click through on the upsell cross-sell area, and they're going to at least try to initiate a, ch- a checkout or spend more money uh, mm-hmm. with your brand. But we, t- we can also uh, attribute what is the amount of revenue from the people who are going to click through, finalize an order, and we can definitely showcase that number. And uh, another thing that is probably going to blow your mind is that on average from the people you're returning buyers who are going to end up on a tracking page click on an upsell 14 to 20 percent are going to convert into an additional sale for your business like it's ridiculous like the average conversion rate like on code acquisition is between i don't know on between two percent on the low end sometimes one point yeah, yeah. up to yeah, six seven percent ten percent if you're just a magician with conversion revenue optimization but I'm speaking yeah. about 14 plus percent conversion rate from returning buyers. You yeah, can yeah. make a whole lot of money out of them. Yeah, that's amazing. And the other uh, uh, fascinating number is that uh, last time when we talked, you mentioned it, that the ROI on this software is, is super high. So like from 10 to 50x on the monthly uh, fee that you know, businesses pay. So... Correct. Maybe if you could tell us a few numbers or maybe um, what is the usual price and what they can expect. Um, Our pricing is going to grow naturally with the growth of the Shopify merchant. But as you said in the beginning, between 10 and 50x return on your investment and we guarantee or we're going to just return your money back. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we know it across a thousand poor Shopify stores right now using Rush and... uh, on the other hand, for example, we have some beautiful case studies. Somebody paying 125 USD on a monthly basis might generate between 4,000 up to 10,000 USD. It really depends on how bullish you're going to be into listening to what our support specialists are going to recommend for your specific uh, case, whether you're going to be a clothing and apparel brand, a supplements brand, skincare, regardless. We have recipes for all different categories. We know what's working right now because we have the data and we can simply say, you know what, if you apply these flows into your uh, shipping notification, Clavio uh, campaigns or whatever the case might be, OmniSend, coming up quite soon, we're going to have SMS bump. We're super bullish on that integration as well. You're going to just print money like day in, day out because of the fact, once again, you're providing customers with the exact information that they 
trying to yeah. receive in the inbox. They're going to come back naturally. They're going to look up the order status. They're going to click through and they're going to consume more content and spend more money. And uh, they're going to be happy at the end of the day. And that's why we say that we increase average order value, customer lifetime value, and your retention on steroids. And once again, if you decide to give us a shot, we guarantee between 10 and 50x return on your investment. Technically, the application is going to pay for itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you mentioned a few other tools. So <clears throat> Clavio OmniSend. Uh, regarding uh, email platforms? Maybe is there any other uh, integration for email or Klaviyo OmniSend for now? Uh, we uh, have Klaviyo and OmniSend at, at this moment, but other cool integration that we've implemented and we know are also going to benefit quite well for anyone who is going to try us out <coughs> is the fact that we natively integrate with review applications like Lux, JudgeMe, Yotpo, Okendo, Unip, Reviews.io, mm -hmm. in a sense to, let's say you're building a flow within Clavio, and if you want to reach your customer seven days after the parcel has been delivered, it's a good way to say, you know what, what's your feedback with the current order, but it's going to be completely triggered to the delivery dates. And you can just click a button and send people mm -hmm. to leave a review via the looks integration, via the judgment integration, regardless. On the other hand, we have a beautiful call to action button code. You can name it as you wish, but write a product review exactly on the tracking page. So somebody's going to land up after an item has been delivered. They're going to scroll down. They can double check, oh, I've bought these two items. They, they're going to be visible on the tracking page. And there is going to be a button, which is a call to action button, leave a product review. This is increasing by 10 to 20% the amount of people who are going to come back and leave reviews with your mm -hmm. store. And you're yeah. going to build your social proof on scale. Yeah. I think many customers, the last, uh, you know, let's say somebody is just a one-time buyer, then probably the tracking page is the last page that they can see. Because uh, after, if they don't want to buy again, that's the last uh, touch point where you can really get them. So exactly. I know it from my personal experience. I also do it. So, um, yeah. And uh, are you... Planning to integrate it with SMS Bump as well. So um, you can send these tracking links and, and all of these uh, through uh, SMS as well in the future. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's probably going to come quite soon. I cannot provide any ETA because it's a technical uh, aspect that is involved into making the integration. Mm -hmm. But we're in communication with the guys behind SMS Bump right now. And quite soon we can uh, update anyone of the ETA. But what I can say for a fact is that regardless if you're going to be using push notification from OmniSend, for example, yeah, yeah. or an email notification and SMS from Clavio, or even using an SMS from SMS Bump, mm -hmm. you're going to have a dynamic tracking link, which means that people, once they land up on the tracking page, we're going to visualize exactly the information for the current order, for the current customer, and for, a, for the current shipping tracking number. So no need mm -hmm. to answer any details whatsoever is going to get visualized on the fly and uh, once again is going to you know bring you know better customer satisfaction yeah thank you um it's yeah it's really exciting and uh it's still a relatively new company right so i think uh, you did a huge advancements recently and a lot of new integrations coming and features and right. especially before q4 
I think it's a huge uh, opportunity for uh, e-commerce businesses. So thanks for uh, sharing all of these. Maybe is there anything else you would share with our audience, with e-commerce businesses? Uh, yep. Like uh, I'm going to step away from Rush uh, for a second. One thing that people always think that they need to fix is their, uh, you know, code acquisition campaigns on mm-hmm. uh, where it's going to be Facebook ads, Snapchat, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. It doesn't agree. really matter. People are so focused on that first click that they completely ignore, you know, you know, dozens of more clicks happening after that. So focus on the knowledge gaps. Make sure that you understand your prospect and your avatar from top to bottom, like where mm-hmm. they go out to, what they consume, what kind of content, what kind of food, like understand everything about them and just hit them with the right knowledge gaps. You're going to get better KPIs on your code acquisition campaigns, whether it's going to be Facebook, regardless. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to drive cheaper prospects into the funnel. And if you know how to connect the dots between, you know, being a little bit more aggressive on the front end with your, you know, call to actions like value props, whatever you're trying to come up as a description within the copy of the ad, make sure it's going to be tightly connected to what people are going to see on the product page itself. Because it's a natural user behavior, they're going to read something that you have to offer to them. It has to connect to what they're going to see after the click. And if you optimize your product page, where you're going to be using landing pages or a simple product page on Shopify, provide more social proof, uh, provide better visibility on the 40% above the fold on mobile with use the images within the gallery. Use your headline not to say what your dummy product is going to be called out, but use it as a value prop. This is what the product can stand for. This is what the outcome you can expect from our, from mm-hmm. the product itself. This is going to boost uh, you know, the conversion rate, and this is going to lessen the stress of people who are going to be ending up on your store to be like, oh, should I spend money with that brand or not? So it's always about the prospect. It's always about the lead. It's always about making sure that you can provide as much information as humanly possible mm-hmm. in a short space of, uh, of inventory on your product page to push people to add to cart and spend dollars with your brand. Yeah, that was really insightful. And uh, thanks for sharing all of this today. And uh, thanks everyone who listened to us today. Uh, stay tuned. Every week we come out with new episodes. So. Uh, I think the rest of this year will be really uh, exciting. Lots of changes um, have happened this year in digital marketing and e-commerce. So I think uh, we have to be really sharp and uh, seek for new opportunities. And Rush is one of them. Um, So yeah, thanks again. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.